we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here once again with this week in Bravo Top 5. I'm here with my co-host, Armin, to talk all things Bravoverse. Now, this isn't what's happening on your TV screens in Bravo. What this week in Bravo Top 5, or TWIB as we call it, is, is where we break down the stories that happen IRL in real life with your favorite Bravo labs. So these stories come from wide and far, mostly from page six, but we got to break it down for you with our top five. Now, five, four, and three are going to be on this podcast right here, but if you want to get two, one, and our hot and Bravo moment of the week, which is the moment that got us most hot and bothered on our TV screens, make sure you guys head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D and sign up. You'll get the full podcast, all five stories, the Hot and Bravo Moment of the Week, and so, so much more. Armin, are you ready for our number five story this week? Give it to me. All right. I didn't get give, give you a bunch of a chance to say hello. Do you have anything you want to say to the fans before we start to whip? I'm like cracked out on coffee right now. And just I have a lot to say, it. but I'll, I'll save it for later. You'll save it because there are some stories here that you I know you're waiting to <laughs> waiting to dish I'm waiting, on. I'm waiting to pounce. You're waiting. Pounce. <laughs> Never do that again. Okay, I'll stop. All right. Speaking of things that should be stopped. I'm <laughs> just Ooh. joking. Um, guys, we got some Southern Charm news. Uh, as we know... Last season, season six, we had um, Madison LaCroix, which was Austin's girlfriend. And she quickly became the villain of the series. She had a lot of things to say about a lot of people, threw um, Danny under the bus with, you know, the sex STD allegations. Um, Just Madison, people didn't really like her except for Austin and kind of Catherine. We had. Is that such a bad thing, though? It's not. Don't you need a villain? I mean, but here's the thing is like, yeah, we do need a villain and Madison was a good one, but at the same time, it's like part of me was hoping that like Austin would find someone else and maybe they would have like Shep or someone fill that villain role next year because I think that would be better, you know, a better story. But it looks like Catherine Dennis is keeping Madison LaCroix around, which we kind of knew because like they have kids that are like similar ages. They're both young single mothers. Um, they actually posted an Instagram the other day where they said they um, surviving hibachi with four kids from It's a Mom's Night Out pick in front of the light ring, sweatpants on, and a can of dry shampoo, which, first of all, the most basic caption I've ever read in my entire life. But second of all, like Madison and Catherine are like consistently hanging out, meaning that if they are filming a season seven, which is been widely debated right now, we don't even know Why? what's happening. Why is that on. so debated? How do we not know? We don't. Okay, so... I know, but how do we not know? I feel like people would have seen production crews around. See, but they've seen production crews, and then they've we've heard things that production stopped, or they, they're not finding a story right. to follow, or they're asking Thomas Ravenel back, Can or... someone confirm? No one knows anything. So, we, guys, if you know anything about Southern Charmed happening or not happening, just let us know, because I need to know if I have to see... Madison LaCroix on my damn screen again. You always call it Southern Charmed. I know. It's a story about some sister witches in Charleston. 
Um, Wait, you don't want Madison back? I thought you do. I don't. I don't really like Madison. And but I'm you not, were I don't saying, I remember saying last that. year you were saying, I think you and Kelsey were saying that she makes a good villain. She does. But now sitting with it more, the true villain is Shep Rose. Right. But can't you have two? Villains, yeah, but this is so. This is also some Vanderpump rules action, a Kristen and a Jax. But here's the issue I feel like if Madison continues to be friends with Catherine, she'll be painted in a better light in the new season, which could be good for her, but at the same time, it's like I don't like her unless she drags Catherine back into the villain role. I feel like, and I've said this before, I feel like she's a social climbing fake ass bitch. And Carl Radke actually agreed with me. So that's all I'm going to say on this and that. All right. Well, that's a great place to end. (laughs) Um, Let's go to story number four because this one is going to be a little bit juicier because we've got three stories packed into one. I love when you do this. When I do what? When you just like make your own rules. I always make my own rules. That's how I live my life, (laughs) Armin. That's why I love it. I love it. Three stories in one story. I'm trying to give you guys more bang for your buck. That's amazing. So this is actually like... I hope there's some commonality to these three stories. I'm trying to count how many stories it's going to be total, but I can't do the math, even though it's very simple. Well, if you're adding two more stories, right? Because this is three stories. You're not adding three, you're only adding two. You're only adding two, so we have seven stories. This is a top seven. I said eight. I almost said eight. Guys, I am not a math genius. This week in Bravo's top seven. Guys, you're getting a very special treat because this has to do with the pump press. So this is all Vanderpump Rules news. Oh, I love Because there's a lot this week. I'm going to start with my favorite story of the Vanderpump Rules news, which is Lala was at the SAG Awards. Guys, this, I saw this happen last night. So I was sitting with my SBC, my South Bay crew. South Bay crew. Suze, Matthew, Kelsey, we're all sitting watching the SAG Awards. And... Best actor nominations, and all of a sudden they cut to Adam Driver, and behind Adam Driver, of course, is Meryl Streep. But behind Meryl Streep <laughs> is Lala Kent in this red dress, looking fine as hell. And I literally scream, "Oh my god, it's Lala!" No one else did it, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, "Oh, oh!" Like everyone caught on after we rewound it and we paused. We saw Lala, and I was like, "This is insane." Did you take a photo? I didn't take a photo. Oh, you should. Because right after, right after I noticed it, I went on to Twitter to be like, maybe I should tweet about it. And like a million people had already posted it. It's rare Meryl Streep is in a shot and she's not the best actress in the shot. Okay, Kevin O'Keefe. <laughs> did you know that? Did okay, Kevin say that? Okay, Kevin, Kevin O'Keefe tweeted this. And not only did he tweet it, but. Did he really tweet that? Page six quoted him in their article. Stop. They said, Vulture writer, Kevin O'Keefe. Added Lala Kent and Meryl Streep. One person delivered the best perform one of the best performances on TV in the last decade, and the other is Meryl Streep. <laughs> Famed uh, Housewives Her, Her Story and Kevin, Kevin O'Keefe. That's what also, they should have put. By the way, we need to get back on Housewives Her Story. Yes, yes, but we'll talk about that offline. We uh, we have a we have a bunch ready planned to roll and out, ready to go, but, but we just. You guys, you know, things take time. We like things to make you wait, time. wait for that biscuit, work for that money, honey. <laughs> like Lala Ken is. I mean, I'm happy for Lala. Yeah. I feel like this is the life she deserves, even though she doesn't deserve any. I mean, I don't know, but like, <laughs> I, I feel like she deserves this. I love her and Randall together. I love that Randall. I feel is like, like this, this is the life she deserves, although she doesn't deserve anything. Is one of the best sentences I've ever heard. Well, it's. I mean, it's true. Beautifully contradictory. But it's all true. 
I don't know how those things could both be true, but well, they are. I'm accepting it. Um, but I'm so happy for Lala. Um, I'm Isn't so happy for Meryl. Is she going to be nominated for an Oscar next year for Who, Access Alley? I, she's a minor character in Access Alley, so maybe Best Supporting Actress. Isn't that an Oscar? Um, I mean, it would be. I'm rooting for Lala. I mean, uh, if her husband the soon-to-be husband, is producing The Irishman and, like, can get her, like, roles and things like this. Like, I would not be shocked. I don't know. You know Randall's ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, is the was on You, which is that Netflix show she played. Ryan Alkai told me. Yes. Um, So, I mean, and if she could, if Amber could get, like, that much of fame from dating, uh, being having two kids by Randall, just imagine what Lala's going to get. You're presuming that's why she's gone that role. I presume it's because of her skill and talent level. Okay, so the next story from our Pump Press News. Can I quickly say, by the way, why was La La not in The Irishman? Uh, who knows? Why Why was Anna Paquin in it? Despite the fact that, by the way, Anna Paquin delivered a masterful performance. I haven't seen The Irishman, so don't okay. give me any spoilers yet. I'm going through no my spoilers. Oscar movies. But La La Kent could have played the role as well. I mean... Just of Anna Paquin's role, yeah. I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna I'm gonna De Niro's daughter. That. De Niro's daughter. I'm gonna let that meat soak, baby, while I Never watch the movie. Never say that again. <laughs> I'm gonna let that soak while I watch the movie. Can't, so can't you see Lala being Robert De Niro's daughter in a film? I could. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to watch The Irishman now. I'm gonna see it with and just um, like imagine Lala in that role. Okay. Just when you um, watch it. Anyway. I, I will make sure I do that when I watch that movie. I've been watching all the Oscar movies. I'm almost done. I'm almost at the bottom of my list. I've been really good this year. Um, Marriage Story? Yes, I watched Marriage Story. Speaking of Adam Driver, you brought him up Speaking of Adam Driver. Speaking of Scarlett Johansson, I saw Jojo Why was Scar Joe in Marriage Story? That role should have gone to Lala Kent. Ah. I'm just saying. Lala Kent would have delivered a message. Lala Kent be in everything. Honestly, honestly, (laughs) Lala Kent should be. And I just want to put Lala Kent and all the people who are nominated for Best Actress for like the Oscars and see what she would play, like how she would play that role. Be very interesting. Let's pump rulesify the Oscars. Let's pump rulesify the Emmys because they deserve like four Emmys. I was rewatching. I was rewatching season season five, episode one. Yeah. Um, with Matthew the other day, and literally that's when Raquel is introduced. No, it was episode three. It's when Raquel's Sonoma introduced. Raquel? Sonoma Raquel. First of all, she looks like a completely different person. Really? Yes. She's definitely done a lot of like highlights and makeup and like maybe a little bit of stuff to her face, but she looks different. She looks like a girl from Sonoma when you first meet her. Sonoma Raquel. And James looks so young and he's so old now. Um, it's all those drugs and alcohol. Sorry, babe. Um, okay, so let's go to my number two story from the Pump Press because I want to get through all three stories, guys. Second is drama with the producers. So, <laughs> guys, if you've watched reality TV, you know how reality TV works. So don't act friggin' stupid. Ooh. The fans of Vanderpump Rules are attacking Ariana and the show because they're the scene where she filmed with uh, Lisa Vanderpump talking about like the drama she had and asking for a job back. Right. Her hair gets longer mm-hmm. in one of the, in one of the, in like the shots. Hair is known to grow at all times. It never stops growing. <laughs> so by but the it, end of a conversation, it could grow like five inches. It could. I mean, it could. But, Ariana has fast growing hair. But guys, oh, what's the truth? here? It's not overproduced. It's, it, it's called pickups and reshoots. When you guys do reality TV, you have to understand that like, 
the cameras are only on at a certain time and something could be said or they could be focusing on one person with the camera and, you know, something is said by Ariana and they're focusing on Lisa Vanderpump and they want to get Ariana saying it because they don't have the images that match the sound. So they'll do a reshoot a couple days later and just say, hey, we need you to say this thing that you said. It's still real. These conversations are still happening, but to get the shots and to get the story, sometimes you have to do it in the moment four or five times, six times, seven times, or you have to come back three months later, a month later, two weeks later and say, Hey, get in the same outfit, sit in the same spot. We're going to reshoot the scene because we need to get X, Y, and Z to complete the image of the story. So guys, it's not overproduced. It is produced just as much as any other reality show out there. Yes. The pickup wasn't as clean because the hair wasn't the same way, but like, I'm just saying, watch all shows a little bit closer. Don't be such like, little nitpicky little biatches. Yeah. And often it's not changing the content. They just need like a wide shot. Yeah. An establishing shot. They may need a close up um, of one person reacting because they didn't have that shot. Yeah. Or there could be like right. a col- discoloration or like a blur or like a spot on the, on the glass of like the lens. Like there could be a million, a million really things, different yeah. reasons. They just need to give you a couple extra shots so that, you know, the product looks nicer. Exactly. Do you guys enjoy what you're watching? For the most part, people do. You don't want that new Tyler Perry movie that's on Netflix where everyone's like, it was made in like five days. Have you heard about this? I heard about that, but I, I didn't hear that it looks terrible. Does it look there terrible? There is literally, there. people are posting photos and videos of like literally the same scene and someone's hair is like completely different. Or like <laughs> at one point someone's getting a text message and you see that it's like literally the photos on the iPhone and it like has all the photos below and it's like text message from Susan. And it's like, who edited this? Oh, my God. So, but, all right. Well, guys, get over it. Pickups happen. Support your Vanderpump Rules kids. It's reality TV. Learn, learn, learn the medium. Learn the space. And what's the final story from the pump press? Stassi and Bo are homeowners, but not in Vanderpump Village like their friends. They live in Hollywood Hills. I don't know how to react to that. Guys, I'm are so Are we singing ex- the rest of the episode? No, it's, we're not. I was just thought it was a little song. You so, asked- they bought a home. They did. They bought a brand new home in the Hollywood Hills. Not a brand new home. It's actually 100 years old. <laughs> I love that. Um, so it's not a generic cookie cutter turnkey home? It's not. Yes. Thank you. It was a bit expensive. Give me some character. It's. We saw photos of the house. It's gorgeous. It has so much character. It was, I think, $2.1 was the price. Um, it's in the hills. It's a little bit high up, but it will only take them 30 minutes with traffic to get to Sur. Don't worry. I already map quested it. Is there a gorgeous view? Um, the views gorge. They have this beautiful like sitting area where they can like definitely do some filming. I love that. Um, for deep conversations. Um, Stassi and Bill actually also talked about this on a straight up with Stassi episode about being homeowners. Uh, Stassi bought the entire house herself. So Bo will just be paying rent to her. Um, well, helping to pay like mortgage rent, you know what I mean? And also putting the utilities in his name and paying those as well. So he's not a freeloader like Carter. <laughs> um, well, you didn't say Carter, but, oh, okay. you know, freeloader <laughs> is synonymous I, the with Carter. The way you said it made it sound like he said that. I, I, I said that. Okay. Um, you added your own twist. I added my own twist. a little Eddie twist, a little Eddie flair. Um, but Bo is also a little bit upset that Stassi, first of all, chose this, bought the second home that she saw, was so excited and bought it immediately when he was like, we need to wait it out. As you do. No, you don't. You do not look at more than two homes. No. So if you don't get it right by the second home, well, you know, you're, you're stuck with the second home. That's yeah, it. That's, that's the rule. That's what you have to do. Um, and she it's called look- Stassi's seconds. That's, what, <laughs> that's the rule. 
it ain't the first. It's got to be the second. It's got to be the second. Um, but he also didn't. She didn't look at any of the houses that he chose on Zillow to kind of like. As you do. I don't know. It seems if she's like she, buying it, you don't look at his shit. He seemed to. Lo- I mean, but also they are getting married, and it is like a thing, right? When you get married, to like decide where you live. No, Stasi decides. Okay, Stasi has is queen. zero input on anything ever. Um, but I mean, I am proud of Stasi for buying this home. Um, I like that Bo's going to be supportive and like you know, do his part because I mean, she is the breadwinner of this family, which I'm obsessed with because Stassi deserves the world and more. Um, she actually deserves all the stuff that she has. I'm like Lala who deserves the world and <laughs> deserves none of it. Um, uh. But I think it's, you know, I am excited to see that they didn't buy another cookie cutter home in the Valley village. I'm glad that they're living away from the rest of the group. I think. And their Stassi, home was less expensive, less expensive and, and in nicer, the Hollywood Hills and nicer. Yeah. Better location. It's, less expensive. I, I love it. I maybe, you know, Jax has to have a bigger house for all of his kids that he's going to have with Brittany. But right. like, I think this is Stassi and Bo kind of also positioning themselves away from the rest of the cast and staying in LA, staying in Hollywood in the Hills to kind of maybe get their own spinoff. I see Ooh. them doing a lot more stuff with Randall and Lala. I see them because Lala and Stassi are BFFs. And I see, I see an interesting kind of shift happening, especially also with Stassi hanging out so much with Teddy Mellencamp. I feel like Lala and Stassi are starting to put the tracks in the train station I'm to become right Beverly Hills Housewives. I'm calling it right now. You ready for this, Eddie? Yeah. Randall is going to produce a movie based on Stassi's book. Stassi's going to get her book optioned. Basic, basic AF? Basic AF. I feel like a TV show would be better. Whatever it is, Randall is going to produce that. Randall, call me. I've got some ideas. Get Stassi into Hollywood, and then we'll be, we'll be seeing Stassi sitting behind Meryl Streep. I'm think, calling it right I now. I don't think Stassi's an actress. I think Stassi's no, a No, I'm not saying she's, she's a an actress, but, but she'll be the storyteller. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And we'll see her at the SAG Awards in two years. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right. Enough pump press. We got to get on to the rest of it. Let's get to our number three story of the week. And this also has to do with Hollywood. It is our Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast flew out of California all the way to NYC to see none other than Erica Jane perform as Roxy Hart in Chicago on Broadway. Now that was a intro to this story. My favorite part about that intro was like, speaking of Hollywood, let me tell you this story about Broadway, <laughs> which couldn't be less Hollywood. It's Broadway, Eddie. Guys, in Manhattan. Haven't you ever heard of it? Broadway. I've never heard of Broadway. <laughs> Sounds like a fancy place that I'll never see. Um, but in all reality, the ladies went to go see none other than Erica Jane perform in Chicago, which I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard mixed. The gays seem to love it for the most part. Well, the general gays. The theater gays have pointed out to me she is flat. They have trans, like, I think it's called transposing the key, where you have to change the key for like, celebrities because they can't actually sing in the correct key that it's Uh, supposed to be. And I was like, well, don't they do that for everyone? And they're like, no, if you're auditioning for a part, you have to be able to sing the part as it's written. They don't change it for you because they think you're great. That's celebrity Broadway. Um, And I did hear something and she is a little flat, but Hey, it's Erica Jane. I'd be flat too. That's the only way I'm going to be on Broadway. If I'm doing celebrity Broadway and I'm like, here's a guest appearance by Eddie Estrada. So how'd she get the part to sell tickets? Yeah. No, they do like celebrities, especially with Chicago, because Chicago is such a long running musical. They'll bring in like celebrities or stars or guests to like perform 
uh, like a block to kind of like increase ticket sales or to do like right. a thing. And then they're going to have a new Roxy actually start after Erica ends. Like they did like a whole like search for the next Roxy on YouTube. And so they'll have a new Roxy coming in. So but it's a marketing ploy. It's a marketing ploy. I mean, they had Carly Rae Jepsen um, in Cinderella. They like, you know, like they put like different people in like different shows yeah. to sell tickets to get butts in the seats, Armin. Right. Um, but that's not the story. The story isn't that these ladies went and supported Erica because, of course, they're going to freaking support Erica. The story <laughs> is about who wasn't there oh, who and wasn't? what happened on Twitter. So Garcelle Beauvais and Denise Richards weren't on the trip. So hmm. this brings about two questions. One, what is going to be Sutton and Garcelle's roles in the new season, especially since Garcelle's not going on this trip with the ladies? Um, and two, we'll get into the Denise Richards part in a second, but I want to ask your question in that. Do you think that she's going to be a big part of it? Or do you feel like there might be some like tension with the cast? Because it seems like she was team Denise. They're always, Oh, does it? Okay. They're always, because they've been friends. Garcelle and Denise have been friends for a while. Cause they're both working actresses. Right. And Lisa Renna. Well, there always could be tension. No doubt about it. But from what I've seen on social media and just from my general understanding, Garcelle, has got along really well with the cast, actually. This could have just been a scheduling conflict mm-hmm. when it comes to Garcelle. But with Denise, based on what we've heard, there is a very, very obvious reason why she didn't go. It was super intentional to avoid the rest of the cast. And oh, I, I know you do I know you want to go into it, but Garcelle, I don't know. I feel like this could have just been a coincidence. That I think she didn't so too. Go. And she's always working, it seems like, when I see on social media. Yeah. So she might have been Scheduling doing like conflict. a show or like a movie. I'm hoping, I'm what I'm hoping is that it's not a conflict and that it is a scheduling issue because I'm yeah. excited to see her on the show and her relationships with the ladies. But Denise, yeah. Denise. All right, let's just, let's just get this going about this story because Denise did not show up and people were speculating once again, as they have in the past, that she has quit the show because of this. We go into it deeply on Patreon. Yes. So if you all want to hear us, you know, really, really go into all the details of that insane story, including apparently this crazy confrontation that happened in Paris between Denise and the whole cast. Oh, was it in Rome? It's in Rome. My bad. Um, In Rome, between Denise and the whole cast. Then, then check out Patreon because we, we ha- really we deep dive on it. We really go deep on it. Um, but Brandy Glanville had to put her two cents in about all this drama. And she tweeted, just so we're all aware, nobody quit the show. Everybody, in all caps, going to the reunion. And I mean everybody. And apparently my life is about to be ruined. Should be fun. Someone call in lesbianic backup. Okay. Oh, man. So this is Brandy Glanville doubling down on the story that her and Denise had of a lesbian affair, girl-on-girl affair, mm. behind Aaron's back. This story just keeps evolving, but with not a lot of details. We just keep getting more and more breadcrumbs, uh, except for that huge drop that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. And I feel like they're just trying to tease it out and hype us up for the new season, to be honest. Which is going to be good. It's going to be good. If this is all true, then it'll be good. If it turns out to be a a huge exaggeration, then it's going to be another major disappointment of a a season. Especially with this much hype now building for it, with all these breadcrumbs. Brandy's been doing a really good job of hyping it up with her tweets. Because these aren't the only tweets. Yeah. That tweet 
was, was just the one latest of, in a string of One of many, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they they are teasing out some major, major drama, Eddie. It's going to be so interesting. I can't wait to see what happens. It better not be another dud, but we'll I, see. I think... It, I think we can be uh, be sure that it hopefully will be a safe season. At least something good will come out of it. We'll see. I'm sure there'll be some juice. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the top five, four, and three stories from the week. If you guys want to get two and one, one involves Vanderpump Rules. Again, we just had to break it up because it's a bigger story than the three that we gave. And another one involves Real Housewives of Orange County. Make sure you guys check out patreon.com slash H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. And also, thank you so much for listening. Hit subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Find us on social media by searching at Hot and Bravo. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada on Instagram and Twitter. I've gotten some new followers, and I love you guys so much. I'll respond to messages soon. We will see you guys next time on Twib, and we will see you in a second on Patreon if you guys head over there. Adios.